I want to start by saying there is nothing wrong with having goals. Goals are great. They have their place. I had a goal of getting my pantry put in order in our new house. Took me three weeks, but I finally did it. However, it can be really easy when we're totally goal conscious to miss the incredible value and I believe necessity of being growth conscious. And because I'm all about growth and its power, I'm going to share some things I've learned about the big differences between being goal conscious and growth conscious. Maybe you can learn from my mistakes. Hey, I'm Amy Barge, your personal growth environment specialist. And my passion is to help you go from living by default, doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what does that look like really? I'm here to be your tour guide because as someone who has survived the three big Ds, death of my parents, a painful divorce, and being downsized from two different jobs, I've discovered some insanely practical tips that have helped to keep the gremlin of fear and doubt from taking up rental space on my mental couch. I don't know the exact words your gremlin may be telling you, but I do know this. You're smarter than you think and you're more resilient than you know. And you're absolutely in the right place if you're ready to give your mindset muscles a workout and get growing. Welcome to the Growing with Amy podcast. I'm going to start with one big difference between being goal conscious and growth conscious today, and then I'll share more in some upcoming episodes. I'm also going to tell you four goal traps that I have definitely experienced in my life and how being aware of them has the potential to help you. So the big distinction between goal conscious and growth conscious for today's episode is the difference between destination and journey. Goal consciousness focuses on a destination. Growth consciousness focuses on the journey. A couple of years ago, Sam and I were in the messy middle of some home renovations. We had all these different paint colors we were trying to decide between, and we ended up getting those little pots of paint and you know several different colors and literally painted it on our walls in various places to help us decide, okay, what color is going to look the best? Yeah, those little paper samples, <laughs> they just weren't big enough. Our goal was to get those areas of our home painted, which is a fine goal. As we took the steps to do that, it surprised us that it took a lot more steps than we anticipated. And I will be quick to admit, as we started into that project, I was primarily focused on the goal. But as I look back on all that happened because of it, I realized there was a lot of growth that took place too. A big growth moment was the day that the painters came and started the job. Sam and I were both in different parts of the house working, and neither one of us came out to check on the status until, I don't know, around lunchtime. And that's when we discovered they had painted it the wrong color. It was way too dark and did not match the swatch that we had painted on the wall. So, you know, deep breath, no big deal. They could just go back and get the right color. We still had the original can of paint, so we just handed that to the project manager, and he went to get the right color mixed. But it wasn't that simple. The color in the can did not match the formula on the can. The short story is that the guy who mixed the paint at Benjamin Moore mixed it incorrectly. 
So even though it said it was the color storm, it wasn't the color storm. And as I'm sure you know, with paint, you know, one or two drops that's mixed into a color or left out of a color can completely change it. Well, the person at Sherwin-Williams, where we got the paint, mixed using the formula for storm, which perfectly matched the wrong darker color. So at that point, we had two options. Go ahead with the wrong color or eat the cost of the paint and have 12 more gallons mixed of the color that we really wanted. I was very aware in the moment of needing to choose my response because my emotions were screaming, no. We ended up deciding we wanted to go for the right color that cost us more. But we're glad we did. They painted it and we loved it. It was absolutely worth the extra cost. The next day, when I had a conversation with the project manager, he said he'd been really worried that when that mix-up had happened, he wasn't sure how it was going to play out, and so he was pretty concerned. But as he was leaving, he said, you know, I ended up on a call with the head person at Sherwin-Williams, and I learned some things from all that that wouldn't have happened if everything had gone according to plan. And he said it with a real attitude of gratitude. And I thought, isn't that interesting? He had a real growth experience because of a big challenge. But here's what I thought was even more important. He saw it and he recognized it. We also learned about the importance of double checking the paint before you let people start the job. But the other cool thing that happened was This same young man, Brad, got into a conversation with me about leadership. And I was able to tell him, you know, things that I do with teams and individuals and the areas of leadership and communication and personal growth. And as I told him about the communication impact report and the leadership game and all these different programs that I offer, he said, have you talked with our owner about this? I think he'd really like it. It'd be so good for our team. He called me and I presented a proposal to his team for leadership development. Now, I tell you all this because when we first started this project, I really hadn't given any thought to how I or we might grow through this experience. It was all about the goal. But as I look back on it now, I realize there were some great moments of growth, not only for us, but for this young man, Brad, and possibly for my business. And none of that would have happened if we hadn't had the problem. So let's tie this back to you. As you think about some goal you have, maybe it's getting a different job or being a better manager or releasing weight or just having a better attitude when things are challenging, what would it look like for you to shift from focusing solely on the goal to focusing on the growth that you will experience as you work toward the goal. Now, I'll tell you, that requires two things, a shift in your awareness and intention. And I say that because it's one thing to think about focusing on your growth, and it's another thing to do it for real in the moment. And if you'll remember, that was me at the beginning of this particular goal. It can be so easy to fall into these 
traps when we're only focused on the goal. I've experienced four, and there may be more of them, but just see how many of these have shown up in your life. The first one is what I call the missed goal. This is when we're working towards something, and for whatever reason, we don't hit it. You know, we, we don't nail the presentation or get the job or lose the weight or complete the report on time. And because we missed it, we dismissed all the good that happened as we were working toward that goal because we lose sight of the improvement we made in using technology with that presentation or the way we showed up more relaxed at this interview than at the one before or the new exercise that we did try or the part of the report that we did better this time than last time. See, we equate missing the goal with complete failure. And the reality is that's not the case. Here's a question for you. Where have you missed a goal and dismissed all the good that came as you were working on it? And here's another thing to sit with. Where has that happened with someone on your team or in your family? I think taking a moment to remind ourselves and others of the growth that's happened on the journey, that can help to keep us focused on the good and moving forward, which, if you'll remember, was one of those characteristics of a growth environment. The uh, focus is forward. Yeah, shout out to episode number six, uh, why you want to keep pedaling. You might want to go re-listen to that one. Okay, here's the second goal trap. The unrealistic goal, this happens when we set the goal because it really is what we want, but we aren't wise about looking at the whole picture as we're setting the goal. I seem to fall into this one pretty often when it comes to how long I think it should take me to complete a particular task with my business. So I set a goal for myself a few years ago that in two days, I was going to record all nine modules for my course, the Growing on Purpose Academy. I mean, how hard could it be? It was content that I knew. I had my system all set up for how I was going to record. And the lessons in each module were short, like six to eight minutes max. Yeah, well, my goal of two days turned into more than twice as long, like five full days. I realize now that my two-day goal was unrealistic because of several unknowns. Uh, One, me getting tired. Uh, The light that was coming in the window as I was trying to film the videos. The noise from the lawnmowers next door. And me tripping over my words like in the last few seconds and having to re-record. So if we're not careful, having unrealistic goals can lead us to feeling just unsatisfied even when we do reach them. And I remember, I had to be super intentional about not beating myself up that it took that long to accomplish that goal. Shifting my thinking from being upset that it took so long to, once again, realizing all I had learned in the process and being proud of myself for sticking with it to finish it, even though it was really challenging, that was hard. 
<laughs> and oh, by the way, you can check out my Growing on Purpose Academy course that's living on my website at amybarge.com. It's actually in the top navigation where it says Growing on Purpose Academy. The idea behind this was that sometimes people need a kind of kickstart with their growth, but they need something they can consume at their own pace. And that's exactly what this is. Nine modules, short bits of content that you can watch as a video, you can listen to it as a download, you can even read the transcript. And there are these reflecting questions, you knew I would have those, that go along with each module that really help you get specific with your own issues around growth. I highly recommend it, especially if you're looking for something with a little structure, but that is completely at your own pace. So you can consume a module you know, once a week or even once a month, because really personal growth is less about information and more about contemplation. So going at your own pace, that gives you time to do that. So go check it out, amybarge.com, the Growing on Purpose Academy. That's that button right in the top navigation. Okay, back to you and your unrealistic goal. Here's a question for you. Where have you let an unrealistic goal distract or even derail you? And what would it look like to extend grace and celebrate what you did accomplish and then move on? The third goal trap is one that I think might surprise you. It's the realized goal. And I can imagine you're thinking, Amy, wait a minute. How is reaching your goal a trap? Isn't it like sunshine and celebration when you finally hit your goal? Well, yes. And. See, we should absolutely celebrate when we set a goal and we hit it, but... The trap with this is that it can cause us to kind of take our foot off the gas and coast or even stop. How many people talk about, oh, you know, when I win the lottery then, and they act like, oh, reaching that goal would solve all their problems and they'd be happy from now on. Well, the reality is winning the lottery does not necessarily mean you'll be happy from then on. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about people who won the lottery and they ended up bankrupt and lonely. So here's my very real realized goal and what happened. When I was in college, I had to complete a PE course in order to graduate. I had just given birth to my son, Nathan, a few months prior, and I was doing student teaching and I didn't have time to go to the campus and take a PE class. So they let me do an independent study PE course. Basically, I had to run and keep track of it, and then my husband had to sign off that I had actually done it. Well, at the time, we lived in Evanston, a suburb of Chicago, and so I decided I would just run around our neighborhood. My goal was to do just enough to get that course completed. And that is exactly what I did. I ran and I got to where I could go about a mile. I hated it. 
And the day I finished the class, I never ran again. Now, looking back, I wish I could tell you that, oh, the running I did, it sparked this desire in me to stay physically fit and healthy. It did not. It was years later before I decided physical fitness really did matter to me. And when I made that decision, running had no part of it. My point is that sometimes setting and then realizing a goal is the end of the road rather than a mile marker. And the reason I see this as less than ideal is because it can be a way of limiting our potential rather than us living into our limitless potential. Let me say that again. A realized goal can be a way of limiting our potential rather than us living into our limitless potential. I wish so much that I could go back to that young version of myself and nudge her to think about the value and benefits of starting to really take good care of her physical health back then. What if I had explored more about cardiovascular health that comes from running, and other things like nutrition and mindset. I mean, imagine if we all would do that with every goal we set. We'd ask ourselves this question, how can I look beyond meeting the goal to the benefits of learning more in the process? I really believe that can lead to a reward that's much bigger than just realizing our goal. And that leads me to the fourth and final goal trap. (laughs) This one may surprise you a bit as well. I call it the minimized goal. And this is what happens when the goal we set for ourselves is less than what we're really capable of completing. But we set it so we can say, see, I did it, and we check the box. The subtle problem with this is that we actually limit ourselves because we're either afraid to or unwilling to stretch ourselves to do more. So yeah, maybe we hit the goal, but if meeting it didn't require us to be a little bit afraid that we're not knowing exactly what we're doing, we're not going to grow from hitting it. Actually, that running in college goal probably falls into this category as well. I could have done more, but I was unwilling to push myself because I saw it as hard and not enjoyable. So here's a couple of questions for you. How often do you set a minimized goal as a way of preserving your own comfort level? And what would it look like to change that? I don't know where these four goal traps may have shown up in your life, but my guess is that they have. Somewhere along the way, you've had missed goals or unrealistic goals or realized goals and maybe those minimized goals. But here's the thing to remember. All of those have the potential to put all the focus on the destination. And that brings us to the contrast of what it means to be growth conscious. 
Whenever we can be growth conscious, now we're focused on the journey. And we notice the improvements we see in ourselves and the lessons we learn about ourselves and the potential we want to explore in ourselves. About, gosh, it might be even 10, yeah, I think about 10 years ago, I got connected with Beachbody. Uh, They just rebranded as Body, but it's the same company. Anyway, I've been drinking their Shakeology and doing their workouts faithfully ever since then. And one of the things I love about their workout programs is the focus on what they call non-scale victories, so NSV for short. In other words, it's not all about a certain number on the scale, and it's much more about improving your strength, your endurance, and your flexibility. Now, all of those can lead to a different number on the scale, but that's not the ultimate goal. So here's an example of some. What I discovered is that by doing these workouts consistently over time, I'm getting stronger. I mean, weights that I can lift now, I couldn't lift 10 years ago. I've got better endurance. Like, I don't get winded as quickly. And I'm more flexible. Now, I can't pancake yet, but I'm a whole lot closer than I used to be. And I'm doing things now with bands and bog ropes and weights that I didn't even know existed a decade ago. So the workouts challenge my mind while they're challenging my body and they keep me focused on this journey of physical fitness. So I'm never going to check the box that says, well, I'm all fit and I'm done. It truly is ongoing for the rest of my life. And that's the same as it is for you as you focus on your growth journey. Because the more you focus on the improvements and the lessons and the living into your potential, the more you're going to see the growth in your life. And I can promise you, when you see it, you're going to want more. I've got this quote on my wall of inspiration that says, the first indication you're growing is when what you've learned no longer satisfies. You want more. I've experienced that over and over And I've watched it happen in my coaching clients. There's just something so contagious about growth. So next week on this podcast, you're going to hear from someone who is living the personal growth journey in some remarkable ways. She's going to be my first ever guest on the show, and I can hardly wait for you to hear from her and learn from her and be inspired by her. You do not want to miss this. I guarantee you, her journey will give yours a jump start, whether you're just beginning or you've been growing yourself for years. When it comes to goals and growth, I remind myself often of these words that I learned from one of my mentors. He said, the purpose is not to get the goal. The purpose is to become the person who can create, attract, and bring forward that goal. I actually have those words hanging on the wall in my office where I can see them every day. Listen to that again. The purpose is not to get the goal. The purpose is to become the person who can create, attract, and bring forward that goal. John Maxwell says it this way, growth's highest reward is not what we get from it, but what we become because of it. So here's another question for you. How can you 
become the person who creates, attracts, and brings forward your goal. One thing I can tell you for sure is that becoming is definitely a process. And with all things that are a process, they refuse to be rushed. So if you do decide to make that shift from being goal conscious to being more growth conscious, you're signing up for the journey. And it's going to take an investment of time and energy and desire and money. But the really great news is that the ROI is off the charts. And one that may surprise you is this. As you start focusing on becoming and really paying attention to your growth, you know, where you're doing things for the first time ever and you're feeling afraid or awkward and you're not really knowing how, but you keep showing up and taking the action and doing the next small thing that's right in front of you, you're going to find yourself hitting goals all over the place. And it will include some of those non-scale victories, like just a greater sense of self-confidence and more of a willingness to take risks, even a real desire to explore more of your potential and feeling proud of the way you show up in conversations and relationships. I mean, there may not be a number on a chart to capture those things, but you will know those are a reality in your life. John Maxwell says that this way, if you focus on goals, you may hit goals, but that doesn't guarantee growth. If you focus on growth, you will grow and always hit goals. I think I mentioned before that my word for this year is exploring. And that word is really all about looking for new ways of doing and being that stretch me. And I'm not exactly sure where all of this will lead, but I do know this. As long as I stay committed to growing through it, there will be rewards. And I can tell you absolutely that this podcast is a result of that exploration I decided I wanted to see if I could really do it. And I did not know how I would do it before I started it. I really believe the same thing can be true for you. So here's the final question for today. Where in your life would you like to explore with the primary focus being to grow in the process? That's a pretty big question to sit with. And I really hope you'll do it. And if you'd like some help with that, you can contact me, amybarge.com forward slash contact. Let's talk about it. I really do love helping people explore what more looks like for them. Thanks so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. And if you feel inspired or maybe even convicted by something that you've heard, share this episode with someone you know. Invite them into a conversation about their level of goal versus growth consciousness. Go leave me a five-star review or, or subscribe to this podcast so that you will never miss a week. And oh my gosh, please be sure to join me next week, June 21st, 2023, for my first time ever interviewing a guest on the Growing with Amy podcast. I guarantee you, It will be a great step on your continuing personal growth journey because I know who you're going to be learning from. 
And if you're wanting more right now, go check out the Growing on Purpose Academy at amybarge.com or grab my ABCs for creating a growth environment at bit.ly forward slash ABC grow. That's bit.ly forward slash ABC grow, all lowercase letters. You're going to find a place where you can leave your name and email address, and then you will have immediate access to this handy little document that will help you create a growth environment for yourself or your team. Hey, one last question. I would be so curious to know which of those four goal traps is your biggest challenge. Is it the missed goal, the unrealistic goal, the realized goal, or the minimized goal? Email me and tell me, amybarge at onstage7.com. I promise you, I'll email you back. Until next week, I'm yours, Growing on Purpose. Here's your great big woohoo for completing another episode of the Growing with Amy podcast. I want to encourage you, let something you heard nudge something you'll do. And until next time, remember, to be going somewhere, you've got to be growing somewhere. Bye for now.